This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour. In for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. The price of oil and gas at a seven-year high, and we'll update energy markets in our next segment. Right now, the impact of the war in Ukraine on the world economy is growing. And let's get the latest from Paul Christopher, the head of global market strategy at Wells Fargo Investment Institute in St. Louis. So, Paul, uh, we know that it's going to affect the world economy, but do we have a sense yet as to how much and where are we right now in terms of the global economy? So it's always possible, Jim, that there could be further rounds of escalation. Uh, Putin could resort to cyber attacks on Europe, on the U.S. Uh, he could at some point try to cut off his nose to spite his face and, and, and just cut off and curtail all energy shipments to Europe. But we're not there yet. That's a long way away, potentially. At least at least we're, we're not to that level of severity in, in terms of retaliation. But right now it still looks to us like mainly – the impact on the economy is principally in Europe. You'll see a falling confidence of businesses and consumers less willing to spend, but not so much here, right? In the U.S., you've still got the Atlantic Ocean in between us. There's no threat against the United States. We think the U.S. economy not only avoids recession this year, but does quite well, uh, probably a 4 or 4.5% growth rate. That's above average. But the one factor that's likely to be uh, international, global, is inflation. Uh, about half of Russia's exports are energy-related, and when Europe gets less natural gas, that means their factories and utility companies use more oil. When they use more oil, that drives up the price of oil globally, including here in the U.S., because we just don't have supply responding. So as energy prices continue to go up, as you mentioned in your in your uh, in pre-sections uh, 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 before this, uh, it looks like we'll pay higher prices at the pump and higher prices for goods, and higher prices to heat our homes. And that's going to mean a little bit more inflation here in the U.S. and probably the Fed uh, raising interest rates, not aggressively, but but probably for longer than we had previously expected. So good growth in the economy this year. Stock prices still we think will recover from here, but maybe not quite to the trajectory that we had been thinking about before now. Paul, what about domestic oil and gas production? Are we at, when are we going to maybe be at a point where we see that start to get boosted to sort of fill the gap? Well, it's a combination of the, the administration on the one hand and on the other hand, shareholders who, who have invested a lot of money in, in going green with energy. Uh, they're all saying, well, wait a second, do we really want to produce more oil here? Shouldn't we be looking for more renewable forms of energy? And so uh, energy drillers are saying, well, we, we don't really want to go start drilling now if we're not going to get paid for it or if we're going to be told by shareholders to stop doing that. So uh, if the U.S. as a country, as a, as a society, wants to decide, well, we need to put that 
those plans for green energy at least on hold a little bit and and pump some more oil, we could do that and maybe replace the oil that we that we buy from Russia, or at least a portion of what we buy from Russia currently. I've heard Senator Manchin say that today, right? Pump more oil here, buy less from the Russians. But we're not to that point yet, and, and maybe oil prices aren't to the point of gas prices where people feel like we have to, we have no choice but to make that kind of a, uh, of a decision. And Paul, your thoughts on how long this conflict continues, what effect that will have on the economy? I mean, I imagine this is somewhat time sensitive, depending on how soon or how long it takes for this to get resolved, if it gets resolved. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, if you've ever been in a fight, you know that a lot of times the first punch thrown, even the second punch thrown, uh, don't do the trick. Uh, and so you end up with rounds of punches. And that's the real risk here to the global economy and especially to the European economy. The longer this goes, you know, you could see one-upsmanship. Putin retaliates for sanctions, then the West adds more sanctions on to retaliate for his retaliations. And as those begin to accumulate, uh, you see uh, not just a terrible human tragedy in Ukraine, but also increasing headwinds for the global economy. We're not there yet. We don't think that's necessarily going to happen. And it's very difficult for anybody to predict that. So we're sticking with our forecast right now that, that that says the U.S. remains relatively unscathed except for that inflation piece. That's Paul Christopher, the head of global market strategy at Wells Fargo Investment Institute out of St. Louis. Coming up, the price of oil jumps as the conflict in Ukraine continues. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The price of oil is at a level not seen since 2014 and let's update energy with the help of Phil Flynn, the senior market analyst, price group, and Fox Business News coordinator here in Chicago. So, Phil, what are we looking for right now in terms of what's happening to oil prices? And I don't know how much we can predict, but uh, are we getting any sense of where they're going to go? It's pandemonium. <laughs> it's it's gonna. It's obviously in an explosive bull market right now is the market's trying to come to grips with the possibility that one of the world's biggest energy producers in the world uh, is going to be restricted from selling oil. Uh, and this is why we're seeing this incredible move. You know, based on the last price, we're up about 8%. We were up almost 10% at about 104 a barrel. We were as high, we were almost as at as high as 107 a barrel. And, and there are some real fears in the market that we are going to be undersupplied because of this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. I think, Jim, if you look at what we've seen as as far as reaction from the world, um, the International Energy Agency, along with the Biden administration, released about um, 60 million barrels from the global strategic reserves. Um, and that didn't seem to cool off the market um, because it's less than one day's supply. And, uh, you know, so right now it's anybody's guess, but there's a lot of fear in this marketplace. Uh, we could correct really hard, but right now it's on fire. Phil, I asked this question earlier. I'll ask you the same thing. At what point do we start to see more pressure for domestic gas and oil production to increase? And what about like Saudi Arabia, for example, and other OPEC nations? What's the likelihood that they'll start to try to fill the gap or how much reluctance is there to do that right now? Well, I, I think right now this has been a shock to everybody, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. 
Uh, Germany is already looking for domestic oil production in their country. They just learned a valuable lesson. They realized that their green energy transition was not well thought out. They became more dependent on Russia. They closed nuclear power plants. They closed fields. And, and now they know they're having, having a trouble. So now they're back to everything and above. They've approved LNG terminals, everything and above. We in this country better wake up, and I think we are, based on what's happening today, uh, that we're going to get back to domestic production because we see what happens to the world when the U.S. pulls back. It becomes a more unstable place. So the answer is we better find out right now, and and I hope I answered your question, but um, we have to learn right now because, listen, I'm all for an energy transition, but it has to involve fossil fuels and it has to involve U.S. production. Without those, you'll never get an energy transition without the kind of uh, panic buying and price movements that we're seeing today. That's Phil Flynn, the senior market analyst at Price Group and Fox Business News contributor from right here in Chicago. Up next, American companies are on heightened alert for Russian-based cyber attacks. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Companies across the globe, including here in the U.S., are ramping up their defenses in an effort to stave off expected cyber attacks from Russia. And we welcome Adam Levin, the founder of CyberScout and the host of the podcast, What the Hack with Adam Levin, and author of the book Swiped Out of Phoenix. So, Adam, what are we seeing right now in terms of the cyber war here and amidst the uh, military battle? Well, the reality is that we've been under cyber attack for years, but there's a great concern they're going to be stepping up those attacks over the next few months in retaliation for the sanctions that have been placed on Russia. And so there are a number of things that companies are doing or should be doing. Like, for instance, some companies think, well, I should throw a ton of money at technology. And, you know, one of the great quotes in cybersecurity is that if you think that solving your security problems is by throwing money at technology, then you don't understand the technology and you don't understand security. So companies need to focus on creating a culture of privacy and security where everybody has a, feels a stake in the organization. One of the biggest investments that companies should be making and more are making is investing in employee training because all you need is your one click. One click could become an extinction-level event for a company if malware and ransomware gets into their networks. And training employees like they're your first line of attack and your last line of defense. So companies also, password protocols, putting in stronger password protocols, assigning strong passwords to employees, never allowing employees to use personal passwords mixed up in their business passwords, making sure that any device any employee uses is not being used by other members of the family. Kids in particular can become weapons of mass destruction. Companies should uh, put on two-factor authentication, which many are now, which is that a code would be sent to your phone in addition to using a password. Companies are and should be doing vulnerability management, which means you watch carefully what's going on in your systems. If you're aware of a vulnerability and a patch is issued that you make sure that patch is put on your systems, you don't just patch and pray, you have a program. Also, third-party audits, which means 
it's great if the inside folks are testing your systems, but you need outside people to also be coming at your systems to make sure they're more hack-proof. And the other thing, critically important, back up your data and make sure that it's in different formats and at least one copy of your data is air-gapped, offline, protected, because that way, if you get hit with a ransomware attack, you don't have to pay the ransom because you have the backups that you need with all the data. That's Adam Levin, who is the founder of CyberScout, host of the podcast, What the Hack with Adam Levin, and author of the book Swiped. Lots of great advice. In fact, you'll want to check out that podcast because there's much more that he'll be advising you on in terms of not only protecting your business, but protecting yourself at home with your computer and your online access. So check out that podcast, What the Hack with Adam Levin, and make sure you're up to date on all cybersecurity. Still ahead on Travel Tuesday, finding some non-typical destinations for spring break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Jim Goodis in for Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The president of Ukraine calls for a stop to Russian aggression. A special report next from CBS News. In Travel Tuesday, going off the beaten track when booking a spring break trip. Hiring managers are looking at social media just as closely as a candidate's resume or cover letter. On Wall Street, the Dow now down 756 points. The S&P 500 is down 81 points and the Nasdaq is down 229 points. Oil is now up nearly 9% at $104 a barrel. AccuWeather says we're going to have a cloudy day, maybe a few peaks of sun, up to 52 for a high. It's 1231. CBS News Special Report. That's Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky, who addressed his country on this sixth day of war. He says he hopes the war won't last long. In a tweet, Zelensky says he spoke with President Biden. The White House says their call lasted some 30 minutes. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Kiev with more on what Zelensky said. President Vladimir Zelensky doubled down, calling the strike today in Kharkiv a war crime and saying that the defense 
the capital here is now the key priority. President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. How we respond today to what Russia is doing will determine the future of the international system. The destiny of Ukraine is at stake. The United Nations Human Rights Office says at least 136 civilians had been killed by Russia's assault, including 13 children. Ukraine says a Russian strike on the Kyiv TV tower today killed five people. CBS News Special Report. I'm Matt Piper. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Stocks trading lower today, and we're joined by Michael Palumbo, the founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. So, Michael, first of all, your take on what's happening on Wall Street today. Well, good afternoon, Jim, and thanks again for having me on. You know, uh, earnings numbers that came out today have, uh, have been fine. It's it's really just the macro uh, outlook and, and the headwinds that the market faces. In particular, right now, it's obviously the Russia-Ukraine situation. So markets are, are very squeamish when they, when they start seeing tanks moving uh, uh, towards a city as big as Kiev, and, and they know that this can this can escalate and, and last a long time. So you're just seeing some some uh, some sell-offs here in, in asset prices, other than crypto, really, and and treasuries uh, uh, in risk assets that that just show that people are getting even more and more scared that this is going to get a lot worse. Michael, what are some of the uh, issues that you're looking at? What are some of the companies that you think might be worth a look from investors? Well, I mean, the issues. Uh, the issues are comparing this year to last year. So last year you had all these tailwinds. Um, you had a, a dovish Fed, and you had um, low interest rates and, uh, and record corporate profits. Now you have nothing but headwinds. You have all the ge- geopolitical risks that you had uh, in the last few months with Russia and Ukraine. You have a Fed that's looking to raise rates. You have uh, inflation and COVID. And any time that, that you can have COVID as the fourth uh, thing on your list of things to worry about will tell you just how much the market is facing right now. So we are, we are I wouldn't say bearish, but we are definitely um, neutral, market neutral here um, in the first quarter. We think that this is going to resolve up the, uh, in the second half of, of this year, but right now you're going to have a lot of volatility and it's going to be uh, sideways to down market until some of these issues and these headwinds can resolve. All right, let's talk about a couple of companies here. How about Domino's Pizza? So Domino's uh, came in 425 versus 430 expected earnings. Um, you know, they usually beat, so that was a, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, on, on the revenue side, they were basically in line. Um, and the stock, the stock uh, was down overnight, but, but then it, ra- it was down 8% after hours when they announced it. But this morning it rallied back, and really it's just because the stock's down 25% already year-to-date. Uh, I mean, it started the year 564. It's trading in the 430 range right now. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's already kind of taken some punishment. And I think that, that uh, you know, this new CEO that they're bringing in, the CEO's stepping down, that should help. And you've got a stock that's already been punished. So, you know, they've rallied it back. It, it's a stock we don't own. Uh, we don't particularly like it at 30 times forward earnings. Uh, it's a little pricey. But because it's already been punished so far this year, this earnings uh, miss, it's such a slight miss that they, they rallied the stock back to unchanged. I just would stay away from this stock personally. And let's look at a couple of retailers, Target and Kohl's. What can you tell us about those? So Target uh, 
Blowout earnings, uh, 319 versus 284. Revenue was in line, which shows that profit margins are actually doing well. Now, here's a retailer that everyone was worried about that inflation was going to cause profit margins to actually decrease, and yet they're showing that they can handle it. it the stock was down 15% year-to-date, so it's rallied back 10. Uh, right now, it's up 9.9%. Um, and and we, we like this stock. It, it's a 16 PE and in, in an industry leader. In uncertain times like we're, doing, like we're in right now, I just think Target Target is a quality stock to own. So we, we like that stock. Now, Kohl's, uh, here's a stock that, that actually was doing well this year, up 15%. They came in, they beat earnings slightly, 220 versus 212, uh, but missed heavily on revenue. And that shows you that they're not having the pricing power that, that Target has. So even at a 9P, we would stay away from the stock or just stay neutral on it because we're not sure that it can handle this high inflationary environment that, that Target obviously can. So those are our thoughts on those three stocks. That's Michael Palumbo, the founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk out of Chicago. Up next on Travel Tuesday, taking the road less traveled for your spring break vacation. It's Travel Tuesday and spring break rapidly approaching and you need to take action now to make a trip happen. However, you may want to try somewhere that isn't jam-packed at this time of year. And Let's get some advice on that from Joe Brancatelli, who is the editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com in New York. So, Joe, where are you sending folks for spring break and why? Well, Jim, what I always recommend vis-a-vis spring break is go where they're not. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. If you're listening to my voice right now, chances are you're not a spring breaker. Um, Those people are not interested in the same thing you're interested in. So look somewhere else, Southern California, Certainly the western, uh, the Gulf shore of Florida is less spring break susceptible, so to speak. Um, No reason to head where the the 25-year-olds are going, and their goal is just to drink as much tequila they can before they vomit. Is there a good place to go that maybe if people are really looking for warm weather destinations, which is kind of, which gravitates, of course, to spring break, but... Any options there on where you can go that that does kind of fit that bill but isn't necessarily going to put you in the middle of all the spring break partying? Well, I think, weirdly, because of the pandemic, um, a lot of airlines have had to change how they configure their aircraft and what aircraft they're putting where. So to give you just one perfect example, if you look at United Airlines, out of Chicago, you can fly to Los Angeles, and then that gives you all the beaches of Southern California, um, and fly on an internationally configured aircraft, which means a lie flat bed in business class for as little as 800 each way. Now, normally, you'd be spe- if you were to think of doing that, you'd be spending 1000 1200 each way for a fairly narrow first-class domestic seat. So there are opportunities out there like that. Um, Alternately, as I say, the west coast of Florida is a little less susceptible. If you go to the Gulf Coast, places like Tampa, St. Pete, those do not draw as many um, spring breakers. You could look at the Gulf Shores of Alabama, uh, which generally won't won't get a lot of spring breakers. Um, so that's the tactical approach to it is see where people are popular and then look for someplace warm where they're not reaching. Joe, what other advice do you have, whether it regards spring break or just travel in general that uh, folks need to know about right now? Well, normally spring break, Easter, Passover would be great times to go to Europe. 
um, because the weather's better than it had been in the winter. The, the culture is still in full spring. But if you look at the pictures on television today, it's hard to say what's going to be happening a month out. So I worry about that. But uh, you haven't, you know, a lot of people haven't been to the UK uh, in two years because of the pandemic. So you might look there. It obviously wouldn't be beach weather. Um, but, you know, you look at the cultural aspects of someplace like London has an advantage. So, you know, after two years of sitting on our hands going nowhere, almost any place is a good place to go. And I would imagine in this environment, whether it be traveling domestically or especially internationally right now, uh, travel insurance not a bad idea considering all the variables that still remain in place? Well, I'm not a huge travel insurance guy, but for a whole variety of reasons we don't have time to talk about. But if you're getting travel insurance, make sure to remember that you're only looking for insurance on what's at risk. So if your ticket, airline ticket, let's say it's $2,000, let's make that number up, and that $2,000 is actually either refundable or you can get a full credit for it, you don't really need travel insurance. So be tactical about that. Only what's at, truly at risk for you is something you would consider insuring. So just take a look at the terms of your plans, and you may not need it. You may be in a position where you, you're fine if something does go wrong. Exactly. If you can cancel your hotel reservation at no cost, 24 or 48 hours out, your plane ticket is convertible. Um, what are you looking at? A car rental that might also be, you know, cancelable. So I, th I think the need for that, except unless you're planning a huge expensive trip that cannot be refunded or changed, uh, you might not need to travel insurance right now. Great tips, as always, from Joe Brancatelli, the editor and publisher of JoeSetMe.com out of New York. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. Still to come, making sure your social media is clean when you apply for a job. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Your social media could be a deciding factor in when you're applying for a job. So let's get more from Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. So, Rick, what do you need to do to make sure your social media is ready when you're ready to look for a job? Appear to be perfect. No, that's not possible. <laughs> well, that's mostly what we try to do on social media, but I imagine it's more looking for the imperfections, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, it's really interesting, having been in this business for over 30 years now, it doesn't matter how we start this process. Ultimately, you will be hired by a person. That hasn't changed. And that person, the human condition is, is going to hire you not so much because of what you're able to do and how good you are at something, even if I desperately need a uh, director of internal audit or a, uh, a, a microbiology person, uh, scientist, I, I still got to hire the person I like. And, and what we now have is social media where we have spent a lot of our time uh, on supposedly our private time uh, celebrating, lauding, talking about, opinionating on different issues, whether they're social, whether they're political, whether they're cultural, um, and, and trying to present this image of ourselves to our friends. And yet that's not the environment that's going to be looking at that. It's going to be the businesses. So my advice to people is if you feel like you're uh, the life of the party uh, and have been for quite some time and you have an interview coming up, you're not going to have time to scrub all that. You're probably better going private with a lot of your social media apps. If you have more time, 
you need to take the time to go through Google your name, go to LinkedIn, update, clean it up, and think about from the perspective of somebody who might hire you, what would they be looking for? What do they want me to be interested in? Um, and then, and then finally, what would quite possibly, we don't know, put somebody off. And and those need to be eliminated, deleted. And that's even the, the comments that you make on, on Twitter. And I'm sorry about those, Jim. I've, I've gotten rid of all of them. So, well, that's great. I appreciate that. But let me ask you this. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is something that people, you know, there are the obvious things to take off. What's sure. something that's maybe not so obvious that you need to watch out for? Well, there's a couple of things. So one of them is I think the comments that we make in our unguarded moments, you know, that we can mutter about something to our friends and that can disappear in the course of a conversation. But you, when you make a comment on Twitter or on LinkedIn or on Facebook, unless you consciously go back and look at those to see what you said and what context it was in, you'll forget you said it. And, and there are some people who are sort of addicted to that and say a lot of stuff uh, uh, that they would one they were looking for, it was a joke, it was perhaps ill-intended, uh, might have been a little bit under the influence when we did it, or just had been in the mood. Uh, but those things need to go away or, or be uh, muted by making them private. I think the other thing that you really have to pay attention to is, as you do clean or modify your social media presence, does it align with who you are? because you're not going to be able to fake that. And, and the, the job of hiring has always been about eliminating all the people I don't want to talk to. It's not about finding the best person. That happens in the interview. So if you don't clean up your social media in the background, you're never going to get the chance to make a good impression because I'm going to decide that, I mean, 30 years ago, somebody that we had as a, as a client had their offer rescinded because they salted their steak before they tasted it on the celebration dinner. Uh, now it's just a matter of me saying, oh, gee, you like you, know, you like the Mets. Forget it. All right. That's Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.